For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to a very special edition of After Hours with Tifo and Luby here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Jeff DeForest along with Mike Luby Lubitz, and we get a chance to introduce you to... One of our all-time favorites uh, in terms of people, uh, analysts, and uh, celebrity media superstars. She was the original woman in the Hall of Fame. There are now two. I believe Andrea Kramer also uh, was extended that consideration. But uh, this uh, was always a big deal uh, whenever Leslie Visser was covering an event. And she's gracious enough to join us here on the program. Uh, Leslie, what did you do? Lose a bet? Uh, thanks so much for uh, coming on the show. <laughs> I love you guys, but I will tell you, I've been around so long that I covered the basketball tournament over in the Bahamas uh, yes. two weeks ago. Great, great field. Your school, Syracuse, defending champion Baylor, UConn was there, and Michigan State. And Tom Izzo, in the first press conference after his game, said, it's so great to be here and see people from my generation, Curry Kirkpatrick and Leslie Visser. I said, Curry is 80 years old. Oh. What is that? Oh, no. Yeah. You're the young Leslie Visser. You know that. It's especially to Well, and that's part of uh, your greatness is uh, your versatility. I mean, you've covered everything from uh, the Final Four and the Super Bowl all the way down to, like, the uh, uh, two-man luge. <laughs> Some hey. obscure location for the Winter Games. Snooze, you luge. <laughs> Didn't you ride in one, or was that a bobsled? What was the thing that the uh, you were an absolute ter terror as uh, you were going down the course the there at like 300 miles an hour, and you realized, oh, this thing doesn't have brakes? <laughs> yeah, it was the uh, Winter Games in Albertville in 1992. CBS had an astonishing year that year. I was so lucky to be working at CBS, which I still am a million years later. Uh, but that year we had the Olympics, the uh, Super Bowl, the, uh, I think it was, yeah, the Super Bowl was the Redskins over Buffalo and the World Series. I think that was Black Jack Morris who went all 10 innings for Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, plus the final four was there. That was the year Duke repeated, I think. So it was like an insane year to be, you know, somebody on every event at CBS. Fantastic. Well, you don't want to miss any of the parties. Um, now, what were your <laughs> thoughts now? And, and this occurred to me because uh, you're looking at Bill Belichick last night. Uh, we had a friend uh, on earlier uh, who analyzes football for us on our Ion Channel show uh, saying that Belichick is the greatest coach, not just in football history, but in coaching history. And uh, you know what? It may be a tough thing to argue with, especially when he had those guys come out of the tunnel in leather helmets last night, uh, <laughs> knowing that the seven blocks of granite weren't going to be able to stop these guys. I mean, uh, that, that was amazing. And, and he pulled a play out of the old Vince Lombardi blackboard. Wasn't that that play that uh, Lombardi was diagramming in an NFL film clip where he said, I want to seal over here, to seal over here? 
Well, I you know I saw what? Fuzzy Thurston in the game. <laughs> it was kind of the the Lombardi that you know we're going to run the sweep and you have to stop us, but uh, I th- I just thought it was brilliant last night. It was so brilliant that Bill Belichick. He said it was the same four plays that he ran when he was at Phillips Academy when he was in high school, but uh, I thought it was so brilliant that he beat he beat the Bills and he beat Mother Nature. They had a game plan against that wind and the early snow and he didn't care what other people thought and i mean you know gosh they uh the defense is outstanding as you know and then mac jones passes it three times i thought it was a blast to watch a lot of fun i i had a blast watching it also because uh when I heard there were 60-mile-per-hour winds in Buffalo, which, uh, of course, I haven't gone to school in Syracuse, I know what miserable weather can be. And uh, it's exponentially worse in Buffalo, even on a beautiful spring day. So uh, when <laughs> I saw... Not. Oh, I well, hate well, when you rip Buffalo. You always you rip do? Buffalo. He, hate, he always rips Buffalo. It's a dump. I mean, uh, you got Niagara Falls, and it. that's it. He yeah. defends Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Who defends oh, I was going to say, I, I mean, I, I sent it in with Lipschitz on the under in this ball game when I heard about the conditions. And then when I saw, I, she looked like Sally Field in The Flying Nun. Susie Colber go, yeah. go uh, blowing off the set there. I thought, wow, th- this is a cinch. Uh, you know, I, the guy stopped returning my calls or I would have got more money down on this thing. But uh, <laughs> it, it really was like, like cool. the ice bowl. I mean, was that not like Chuck Mercine all over again, catching a couple of laterals and, and grinding out a drive for Jerry Kramer on that final play? People always forget, and then he became a baby bull, the old Chuck Mercine. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, with giant Tucker cast Yeah, remember later. But yeah, it was uh, that. I, I mean, I've been really cold in Buffalo. Kansas City can get really cold. You know, probably no place more than Soldier Field or Lambeau. But yeah, Buffalo and Cleveland. You know, it used to whip off the lake there. That that could really kill you. And I'll, and it was always the guys up in the booth. You know, Al Michaels on Monday night. We'd be in Kansas City, and Al Michaels said, "Well, you know, it's not really that bad." Well, of course, you and Dan Deardorff were sitting in the booth with, <laughs> on the with a foot warmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to remember. I mean, uh, I, I don't know that I've ever seen uh, you, you more frozen, and yet you still were able to perform brilliantly. It can't great. be easy, right? I mean, uh, when the uh, you know chill is going through your brain like you just took a big hit off a Slurpee. <laughs> uh, what was that? that? That was the Green Bay Giants. The Giants the and the Packers with Favre. Game? Yep. They were yeah, all at Lambeau, you know, right? Yep. Yes, at Lambeau. And what you know, I feel for Lisa Salters and Michelle Tafoya, our own Tracy Wolfson, when I see them, because um, people don't tell you before you get that job that when it's really cold, your lips stick, and it's really <laughs> difficult to speak. And I replaced Irv Cross at CBS. And I used to always think, what the heck is wrong with Irv Cross? Like, why can't he talk? And then pretty soon it was me trying to say, <laughs> Fua Matu Ma'afala in no degrees. <laughs> as well just crash a plane into the Andes Mountains and try to survive for a while. I mean, <laughs> I had to get uh, pretty, pretty cold there on the sidelines. Leslie Visser, our special guest here on After Hours with Defoe and Luby here on the Believe podcast. Networks. I mean, uh, where would you stand on that? Belichick and his brilliance. I, you know, so many great coaches. I, I don't know. A lot of people might say the Wizard, uh, John Wooden, greatest coach of all time. Uh, you know, people uh, here in South Florida would say Don Shula, possibly. Although a little tougher to make that case uh, than it would be for Belichick with, with the number of championships he's racked up. But what I like, and I hate tanking. I don't know how you feel about it, Leslie. I, I, I'm not a big fan of the whole tanking syndrome, which has become so prevalent in sports. Yeah, we're going to strip it down and build it back up. 
the Patriots look like they were dead, like, like it would be beneficial to tank. And, and they end up grabbing a guy at number 15, looks like the next Tom Brady, uh, after well, having a, a very subpar season last year, and turn it right back around and have won seven in a row. Uh, a couple thoughts there. Number one, I think uh, I'd have to think more about the greatest coach, uh, you know, in – history of all sports you know you'd have to put one of your your legendary yankee managers in there you'd have to put red hour back in there yep. you'd uh and i think in football bill walsh was the great innovator don coriel so i'm not sure uh you know i think belichick certainly is now but there have been great innovative coaches you know that uh uh i think bill walsh maybe was the most creative but although he got it you know from it was a descendant of the Coriel, uh, the passing attack. But I also think um, you're a fool if you ever talk about tanking. That is, to me, the most, um, what is the word? Uh, negligent. Negligent. That's what you are, Defoe. You are negligent to say that. Because whenever did anybody line up across from a guy, an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman, and say, oh, okay, I really want a great draft pick, so you just come on in here and hit the quarterback. Maybe on a player's level, but, uh, I mean, the tanking would come from uh, and would be sparked by the front office sabotaging any chance the team had of being competitive by getting rid of uh, whatever quality players they had uh, in the interest of bringing on guys that, that might be prospects, or in the NFL's case, I mean, it's draft picks, so. You're not well, even getting guys to replace him. Chris Greer for the Dolphins literally was picking up uh, like, like a guy would deliver a package from UPS and, and he'd <laughs> drive him to the stadium and start him at left guard. Hey, a I, well, of that's ago. a good point. As long as you limit the tanking to a front office potential philosophy, yeah. I'm okay with that. But forget it. Everybody says, you know, oh, now the only time I did see was when. Um, didn't they let uh, Michael Strahan sack Brett Favre? Oh, to yeah. Get the Favre record? fell down. He took that a That was one of those uh, Ole <laughs> with the cape things. <laughs> but um, I went to the Dolphins game. Fudge and I went on Sunday. And oh, I'll sweet. tell you, that's a happy team. You know, yeah. they, they, you could tell they're enjoying themselves. And Tua isn't asked to do more than he can do. And uh, the Giants are wretched. So <laughs> that was a good combination. <laughs> Well, that's the other thing, too, and fans and media are guilty of this, and I can't say that I haven't been, but you have to – what's wrong with being really good at what you're really good at? And maybe it's not everything that everybody wants. Like Tua, I mean, is extremely accurate as a passer, and he's come along the last three weeks. He's completing almost 80% of his throws, and these are, you know, I mean, not all gimmies. You're talking about some, you know, difficult intermediate throws in the NFL, and and if that's what he's good at and they can make it work, what's wrong with having a guy like that? Uh, you're not always going to have uh, the next Dan Marino to chuck the rock for you. Yeah, it's an unfair thing just to say they manage the game. But sometimes you have a great defense. Sometimes uh, if you do what you do well, um, you know, Bob Greasy didn't pass a lot, did he, in that Super Bowl? And nobody really complained about it. But I think that Tua, what I like seeing is up until – the last couple games, he seemed to have a horizontal throwing game. And this time he seemed to stretch it yep. a little bit. And, um, you know, I feel, guys, got those great receivers. I mean, yep. I guess I'd like to see him air it out a little more. But like you say, maybe if that's not his game, that's not his game. All right. So you would disagree with those uh, that put forth a contention that at best he has a chance to be the poor man's Rich Gannon. 
Hey, Rich Gannon got to a Super Bowl, and I've worked with him the for 12 man's. years. <laughs> By the way, version. do you yes. know that is part of the answer to the great, although it's not Rich Gannon, but do you know this great trivia question? Oh, yeah, I tried asking you the other night when we oh, went yes. to Frankie Fiore's great event, but you basically didn't have time to even consider my question because you and Mustang stuffed yourself and left. <laughs> we, we did pull a, a very, uh, you know. Yeah, very commonplace the... eat and run. I don't know if you want to, you know, Mustang's not Jewish, but, uh, you know, I, I fell into the category there. No, that, it's that was the straight Irish, up eat and run. The Irish goodbye, right? You yeah. just don't tell anybody. <laughs> but, <laughs> but my question. Well, you and the Duke have made your share of, uh, you know, uh, exits, uh, you know, yeah. and uh, basically a vanishing axe. Uh, you know, it's not like uh, we're alone in that. Yeah, In and Out Burger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our, our view of an event. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but one, my question to you, which for your listeners, we can say it by the end if you want but yeah there are five schools that have had a super bowl winning quarterback and a president which is really a cool question yes oh jesus i i know one you, off the top of my head even after hearing the other four last, last time we spoke <laughs> no, you got you got one yeah no i mean uh, michigan would be one correct gerald yeah, ford, ford and tom yeah. brady it's a great tom question brady. but i'll tell you the reason i just thought of it then and then if you want I'll fill in the other ones. Well, our, our listeners are baffled because I, I don't know uh, the general IQ of the <laughs> listeners to the after hours portion of our broadcast on Believe. I mean, they have many fine podcasts on this network. This has not yet fallen well, into the category of being one of them. But uh, maybe, okay, for, I mean, with the people like you on the show, I mean, it might climb you know, in a well, rankage. Forget your listeners. Let's talk about your guests. <laughs> I got, um, I don't know if I'm on with you guys or not, if you could see this, but I got an autograph request from Mark Lawrence. Nice. Wow. And it said, Dear Ms. Visser, my name is Mark and I am a huge football fan. I have great respect that you went into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I collect signatures of notable football people. Would you sign your football card and I can add it to my collection? Do we think this is the same Mark Doesn't Lawrence? Doesn't sound like I don't Mark, think that's Mark Lawrence. Lawrence. Oh, okay. Mark Lawrence okay. and Tuttle. Like he would have prefaced it there <laughs> with some, some kind of, of a theory, game like uh, the redheaded <laughs> stepchild take, theory. Take the dog on the <laughs> road. Exactly. <laughs> he, he, doesn't, he doesn't believe in taking the points. I, I don't know if those were his grandmother's dying words or what, but, uh, you know, I mean, I, I always uh, believes in taking the points, uh, just the opposite. All right. All right uh, so many things going on. We, we have to congratulate. Uh, how, how great was this? Is it possible? And uh, I, I know you believe in this. Uh, don't sleep on Rick Pitino. I don't know what's happened yeah, since that funny. win over Alabama. And Alabama went on to beat Gonzaga, right? Yes. No, it's – um. and then um, Iona had the letdown loss to Belmont. But he's absolutely – he's – now, I think he's one of the most brilliant coaches yes. in sports uh, history. You know, he's the turnaround king. Providence hadn't been good since the Marvin Barnes years. Rick goes there, goes to the Final Four. Kentucky was coming off terrible probation, gets them to the Final Four, wins the title in 96, back to the Final Four in 97, goes to Louisville, <laughs> wins the title, goes to Greece, uh, takes the ch European Championship, and now he's back with, uh, you know, kids that a lot of other people don't know. No, it's great to uh, pull off an upset like that. Uh, just fantastic. In Greece, they're pelting the uh, floor with baklava. If they're even trailing by a point. He <laughs> said they smoked during the event. He said really? it was wild. It was like the old Boston Garden days. Oh, and, yeah. they'd be and then they'd throw an ashtray if they didn't like <laughs> what Rick was doing. 
What you didn't know if you were playing uh, in an arena or the Fillmore East. I mean, the way the uh, aroma was, uh, you know, coming out of the place. So, Leslie Visser, our special guest here on After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz. Uh, all right, uh, we mentioned this, and, and uh, Patino, of course, a huge horse racing fan. And, and I struggle with this. I have to uh, say, yeah, Leslie Visser, I, I, I couldn't love the sport any more than I do. I, I feel like uh, there was some uh, inherent reason why I just always was attracted to it. I love every aspect of it. I know uh, you feel this way about certain sports or all sports for that matter, where, I mean, uh, you, you just, uh, you love the smells, the sounds, the people, the characters, the action. Uh, and I felt the same way about boxing. And, and I remember uh, a big issue in boxing always was, hey, uh, should it be legal uh, to, to sanction this sort of thing when, when guys were dying and, uh, and getting uh, permanent brain damage and things like that, much like in the NFL, which they try to kind of shovel under the rug. But uh, horse racing, Medina Spirit uh, dies yesterday at Santa Anita. Uh, there was a year, I, I want to say it was 2019, where, where 37 horses died uh, while, while in training and are uh, on the grounds at Santa Anita. And uh, this has always been an issue. Uh, well, what's your feeling about it? I mean, uh, I was reading a column, and, and I have to say, as much as I love the game, I mean, you can't disagree with everything that uh, a Maureen Callahan, who's a very conservative columnist in the New York Post, wrote about how the, the sport should be abolished. But um, mm. I, I would imagine you have mixed feelings about it also, but, but what were your thoughts on, on uh, Medina Spirit's passing and uh, the status of horse racing? Yeah, I, I really do. I have really conflicting thoughts. Um, we've all loved it. I've loved it for decades. I covered eight Triple Crowns for ABC. I'd covered derbies before that. Um, you know, I'll tell you something that would save you some time and leave more time for your guests. Whenever you say you read something... We all know it's the New York Post, <laughs> right? I mean, the deck, that's all That's all. It's not the ever... Times, the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, no. exactly. So, uh, <laughs> the Post. Do... Yeah, so don't even bother. You're just Good saying. sports section, right up there with the they Globe, are. I they're think. They are, they're great. Yeah, Steve Serving, section. man. Yeah. The guys you have on, they're great. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think there have been more than 70 deaths this year uh, wow. in horse racing. And... You know, I mean, I love Bob Baffert. He's the face of the sport, but, you know, it's what's he had more than 30 positive drug tests. And, you know, particularly with this horse that they haven't even declared him the winner of the Derby yet. Um, I, I know that Bob Baffert and his entire barn are just devastated, devastated over this. But uh, I think it's just the, the sport has to get out from under from some of this because they're losing fans. They're you know, getting criticism. And uh, what is it, the surface at Santa Anita? What, what are they attributing this to? I don't know. They never really uh, got to the bottom of that. A lot of horses uh, were getting injured in training and ultimately having to uh, be euthanized and, you know, uh, terribly disturbing. I mean, uh, I, I feel this way, and maybe I, I'm totally naive. I mean, the people I come across really love horses and, and love everything about the game uh, as uh, you and I do. And yet uh, this is an issue uh, that, uh, you know, you, you just can't, you can't disagree with people that say that uh, it's too easy to look the other way. I, I'm not sure what the answer is. Uh, part of the problem is that it has no central body. There is no commissioner. Every state has its own legislation. So yes. I think in that sense, it's going to have to come from probably some outside pressure to unify the rules. Or I mean, you do see, you see them changing, but then you know, it's the cheaters are ahead of the testers. Leslie Visser, our special guest here on After Hours with Defoe and Libby. Uh, I, I don't know if I told you about this incident we had out in California. 
the boys and I went out to Del Mar for a couple of days uh, of debauchery, and uh, it, it was great. I mean, a real, uh, you know, inherent beauty of the sport type of stuff, uh, just fantastic. Uh, and uh, we're at a restaurant. Uh, Todd Shrump from TVG suggested a place, uh, so we go there. And uh, there's Bob Baffert at the valet parking as we're arriving. Uh, he, he's leaving, and uh, Jill went to her purse to uh, pull out a five to give the valet guy, and a syringe fell out. Quit it! Stop it! By the way, did Baffert remember your wonderful uh, interview with him on the backstage? No, you know he he was he was a little out there. I I don't know. Do you find Baffert once in a while to be a little loopy? I mean, uh, great guy, and uh, as he said, I mean, was a real ambassador for the game. That that he's such a scourge right now everywhere but California is uh, you know very very ironic, is it not? That uh, you know he's looked upon uh, as a cheat. Yes, and who knows? You know, a lot of people. Uh, you know, he started as a jockey, right, in Nogales. He's right from the Mexican border there, most south of Texas. And he wanted to be a jockey. He got too big. And then he really worked like crazy. He and Mike Pegram, remember the guy that he had yeah. the first wins with? Cavanier, even the one that almost won. But uh, it was um, Pegram owned uh, McDonald's franchises. <laughs> Yes, oh, and wow. so, and many was, of them. You know, a buddy, and they work so hard. And I don't know, you know, if you get a little bit older, maybe you cut some corners. I, I, I really don't know. But the sport needs to rebound. No doubt, and uh, I guess uh, you know, there's always been talk of like some national uh, authority that that would uh, you know rule over the sport, or, or that uh, people would be responsible to. And you know, maybe it's time to actually look into that. Uh, people always are horrified whenever there's uh, the suggestion of federal. Regulation. You know what's great about it, though? I mean, you were talking about Baffert's story and how he made it. Uh, you know, I had a chance to uh, have dinner uh, about six months ago with a jockey who's very successful right now named Paco Lopez. And his story, I mean, and, and you love stories. I mean, your origins in, in sports coverage where as a writer at the Boston Globe. I mean, isn't it great when you have a sport like that that just has one brilliant story and a lot of rags to riches type of stuff after another, like horse racing and and in many same respects, boxing. Yeah, that's uh, it's no coincidence that when the newspapers were at their height of sports sections, all the great ones, Red Smith, uh, Tom Callahan, the guys at the Globe, their favorite three sports were boxing, horse racing, and baseball. And they all lend themselves to the best story. But I'll tell you, I just was able to do a great story that's going to run another couple weeks on CBS I went up and spent a couple of days with Mike Shashevsky. Wow, up at, up at that's Duke. your and guy. I mean, yeah, you and Krzyzewski. he's not doing. He's he turned down sixty minutes. He's not doing many interviews, but um, it was really wonderful because it was uh, he had scheduled Army in this his last year, and everything Mike Shashevsky is is because he went to West Point. He was a Polish kid from the northwest side of Chicago. Uh, wanted to go to Creighton and chuck it up. He was the scoring leader in the Catholic League in Chicago. And then, uh, he got recommended. You get appointed, I guess, for, um, a service Academy and his parents, when you talk about a great story, uh, Mike Krzyzewski's father was an elevator operator. Uh, neither parent passed eighth grade. His mother cleaned buildings in downtown Chicago. Oh, wow. And when they heard that he had a chance to go to West point, they said, you're not going to Creighton. You are going to West Point. And as Mike said, remember, we used to listen to our parents. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it, it created, it changed his life and it created his life. 
Now we just don't answer a text, you know. If, right. Uh, <laughs> if you're, you're raising kids, <laughs> Jimmy, you better you better uh, call me back. Uh, the lovely Leslie Visser, lovely and talented Leslie Visser, with us on After Hours with uh, Defoe and Luby, and uh, so happy you were able to uh, come along for the ride. Now you have your own podcast out now, and it's brilliant. Uh, where can oh, people thank find you. that? Well, our mutual friend, you got to have. Well, first you have to come on mine. You too, Luby. And if um, Defoe, by the way. You did show me a picture. You sent me a picture from your wonderful trip uh, with uh, Jersey Kyle out to Del Mar. Yeah. And I think it was 10 in the morning. You were sitting at the track and you each had a beer. I mean, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you shocked by that. We got there before the anthem, which shows you how anxious we were to start plunging oh, wait, on the Before ponies. we go, a nod, yeah. uh, tip of the cap to our buddy Jim Cott for the Hall of yes. Fame. Yes, congrats. Fantastic, Gil Hodges finally it? gets in. Uh, a lot of people were in favor of that in New York. 370 homers. But uh, probably distinguished himself uh, by adding on, uh, you know, as a manager and the success he had there. Um, well, who, who was the other guys? Buck O'Neill? Uh, he O'Neil, he used yes. to go like. Buck O'Neill is the guy who said, uh, Great black, don't crack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was no, no, oh, it was uh, nice to see. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people in New York uh, were talking about Gil Hodges forever. I mean, since he retired. Uh, there was sort of a campaign on for uh, him to be selected to the Hall of Fame. Uh, what, what do you think about the juicers? Are, are they going to make it in? Or, uh, do you have any, uh, you know, uh, you know it's differentiation get... of uh, whether they're juicers or not? Uh, should that be a factor? Well, it's getting closer, you know. Yeah. Now it's kind of like, well, I won't vote for Bonds, but, you know, maybe I'll vote for McGuire. So I don't know. Maybe it's getting Maybe it's getting closer. Wait, back up. Tell me a little more because I don't know this about Gil Hodges. Yeah. Did he have like the biggest hands in the yes. history of baseball? Other than Frank Howard, I believe. <laughs> I knew you. A, Where do you go to As Frank a young defoe, yeah, no, as a young defoe, uh, my dad was editing a book by this war correspondent. And uh, he, he uh, had connections with the Washington Senators and, and he knew I loved baseball. So as a gesture of thanks for my dad's efforts, he, he took me to two Washington Senators games and he had clubhouse access and uh, he introduced me to Frank Howard and the guy shook my hand and I literally was lifted off the ground. I mean, it was one of those type of things. <laughs> well, who was it that said, which teammate said of Gil Hodges, he didn't have to wear a glove? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like Joe Pepitone uh, <laughs> with the first baseman's glove. Uh, all right, and, and uh, one more thing. Uh, who do you like in a potato bowl? Kent State and uh, Wyoming. What? What do you think? Oh, that was oh, ranked I'm the number 41 bowl among 41 bowls in, in terms of level of interest. I'm all over the Wyoming Cowboys. That's where um, Kirk Gowdy went. But uh, what a train. Please, please note that Boston College has qualified for the uh, military bowl against East Carolina. So that's a lot of strict rules there. A lot of strict rules for the military ball, as you might imagine. I I think it's at 11 a.m. And let me see my other favorite one that I was looking at. Oh, there's the famed Cheez-It Bowl. Yes, of course. Clemson fell that far that they're in the Cheez-It Bowl. That's it, man. And they got the orange uh, outfits. Uh, They're wearing all orange that day. In honor of, uh, you know, the greatest cracker, uh, in some people's opinion, since the saltine, and that is the Cheez-It. <laughs> the warrior, my, right? The saltine yeah. warrior is a big, brave man. <laughs> my favorite bowl, though, you know this, uh, Leslie Visser, and uh, the Duke, your husband probably appreciates this as well, is the bowl that gives the biggest tip as to which team is going to win, and that is the Hawaii Bowl. Hawaii, yep. Where you have one team that is just dedicated and uh, militaristic in their approach, and the other team, you see pictures, you know, all over the place of like the quarterback jumping off the second story of the hotel into the pool. 
coach shows up with a pineapple on his hand. I mean, <laughs> well, and you I realize that the, they, they were just there for the good time. Exactly. I was uh, covering one of those Pro Bowls when uh, Barry Switzer left at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great one. And I had money on that game. Can you imagine? <laughs> I was back in Switzer, of course you did. <laughs> Leslie, it's always a pleasure. Now, where again can people get the podcast? Because it's not like, uh, you know, you, you must be joking about having uh, Luby and me on uh, as yeah, guests. Exactly. I mean, we the, don't the feel list like that. Of guests, uh, Coach K is like, uh, you know, B-list uh, on the <laughs> list of guests that you've had on there. Yeah, you know what? It's been fun because it's just like what you do, which is why you'll be great to come home with me. Uh, it's on SiriusXM, but it's also any place you get them, right? Spotify, Apple, Stitcher. But uh, they're just conversations. When I when I said I would do the podcast, I said, look, I don't want to do hot takes. I'll, I just want to have conversations, which is why you'll be a blast. Um, Luby, could you make sure, though, I need him to really go to bed you know, before <laughs> an hour, at least two hours before the podcast. Okay, I'll do my best. I work best under stress. I mean, I, I, I think I've done my best work under adverse conditions, way, much like Belichick last night. Is that a tennis court in your backyard? <laughs> I'm serious. What is that? No, that's where the dogs go out to take a poop. Oh, what? <laughs> oh my! Your father is horrified. Oh, right. oh, for sure. That's enough. We love we you, Leslie. Love you. I love you for guys being a guest too. Today Thank you. Program. Hang up. Goodbye. The lonely and talented Leslie Visser. For those that uh, are new. In, a Leslie Visser conversation woman. is not a Leslie Visser conversation without a hang-up. So even on video, yes. she found a way to hang up on us. That's impressive. Isn't that great? <laughs> no, I couldn't see her. Uh, you know, I wish we were doing this as a, a video enterprise. As we do every day, you, you can catch us if you like what we're doing. I on channel, ionchannel.com. That's E-Y-E on channel.com. You can get the Defoe show while we do it from 7 to 9 Eastern in the United States of America. And uh, that is uh, every morning uh, from 7 to 9 till 9.30 on Fridays, a degenerate Friday with some world-class handicappers on the show. Uh, Mark Lawrence, uh, the reference, which I don't think Mark Lawrence was sending no, that's a not football Lawrence. card to Leslie Fisher for an autograph. I mean, he runs PlaybookSports.com as a world championship handicapper, and he's been picking winners for us for about 12 years on the show. And the professor also uh, with a very, very astute opinion on college football i yep. mean even even if these guys go down uh, on a week or two or whatever they, they don't uh, fare so well the logic is worth a listen it really is and they've been winning for us this season been phenomenal so if you want to catch that uh, friday degenerate friday seven to nine ion channel or just google the defo show and you get a bigger dose of luby and me there you go and of course we're happy to be here on uh, after hours uh, well, one final thought here, and I know we talked a lot today on our other show about uh, the University of Miami because we're based in South Florida, coaching uh, situation, which they hire Mario Cristobal, a former Kane. He won two championships there, 89 to 92. He was playing for the Hurricane football team, always well regarded. Coached locally here in South Florida at Florida International University, kind of carved out a, a little bit of a reputation there. Went on to coach with Nick Saban in Alabama, was a number one uh, recruiting guy also, very uh, instrumental in what success Alabama was having as uh, Saban was taken over there. Then goes to Oregon and has a pretty strong ratio of success, although far from flawless, you would have yes. to say. Would you agree? He, Michael, he would. Far from flawless. He'd have these games where he'd make really weird decisions. The offense he ran when Justin Herbert was there did not accentuate Justin Herbert at all. And he would flub probably two to three games a year. Like this year, they were in the playoff. They had the playoff locked up. The Pac-12's down. Utah's good, but not great. It's not one of Whittingham's best teams. And they lose the next two games in a row to Utah that both might have got them in the playoff and get bludgeoned by Utah. 
to finish his tenure at Oregon. Nice to come off a uh, completely <laughs> yeah, that's about right. deflating loss <laughs> for your entire fan base, and they get paid $8 million to go to a school that uh, would probably be happy to go 9-3 and three on uh, somewhat of a consistent basis. But uh, he gets the Hurricanes job. Now, now, where's the money coming from would be the question. There was a guy, Nevin Shapiro, went to prison. He was running a Ponzi scheme. He was funding a lot of uh, Hurricane festivities there for a while. And uh, they uh, came under the scrutiny of the NCAA, which uh, for some reason only scrutinizes certain schools. Yeah, of course. Because uh, you have to think that uh, maybe there are a few indiscretions being taken by Alabama. Are you kidding me? Perhaps Ohio State <laughs> has done a few things that might have run uh, contrary to the uh, very strict rules uh, that everybody else is asked to adhere to. But when UM is involved, man, it's open season. And I'm not one of these uh, crying UM backers. I was affiliated with the program there for a while, but uh, trying to keep as neutral as possible uh, on uh, these sort of issues. And uh, look, there's no justification for some of the stuff that was going on. Uh, no doubt about that. But uh, did Luther Campbell uh, get paid like some enormous amount of money for having me so horny surface as the underbed music in a Nick Saban Affleck commercial? I mean, where, where is this money coming from? Mike Lubitz. Uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, some billionaire has surfaced. I don't know where he uh, earned his cash. A UM grad. I just love that. He's a billionaire. He wants to build a stadium. He's going to mow down a high school <laughs> in a town, literally, where no it, you can't even get a permit to mow your lawn. Exactly. <laughs> That's not happening, man. A lot of delusional stuff out there it. on the college football scene. It's amazing. Some schools it. are able to make it happen. We'll see if USC bounces back. Of course, uh, the University of Florida, hoping this Billy Napier guy is the man, and uh, we, we don't know. I mean, a guy takes a stepping stone like that. A lot of times, uh, they run into a brick wall, as happened yes. here with Al Golden, who yes. looked more like a Chevrolet salesman than he did a football <laughs> coach on the sidelines. And kind of coach like he uh, knew had uh, some conscious guilt uh, about ripping people off on some used cars. <laughs> He was taking a lot of money from the University of Miami and not really producing uh, much in a way. Oh, yeah, it'll run all day, lady. Uh, no, I, I drove it around the block myself this morning. Runs like a cop. God. All right, we have to run. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, Leslie yeah. Visser, always uh, special Thank thanks you, to uh, Leslie Visser for being our guest here on After Hours with Tifo and Luby. Luby, you have a great day. We'll do you it again so. tomorrow here on the Believe Podcast Networks. As we say, Tug McGraw should have started this thing because, uh, as we say, in signing off, I'm Jeff DeForest. You gotta believe. Recently, we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Horizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Before you call the insurance company, call Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa at 954-809-8752. Would you go into court without an attorney? So why would you go up against an insurance company without Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa? Seven to 10 times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, give them a call at 954-809-8752. Why go up against insurance companies alone when you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side? Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, 
free play when you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Highly Park. I'll tell you who's in a good spot. And that is Ed oh, Garcia. I got a Michigan Wolverine. Oh, my yes. gosh. I, is, is he on the phone? Yep. He's yep. with us, yeah. Hey, Ed yeah. Garcia. Yeah, Why wouldn't we... he join us this week? I mean, uh, <laughs> finally, Harbaugh distinguished himself with a big victory. Do we reveal that you lost your voice, but not because you were at the game, because you sold your tickets? Do we reveal that or not? Oh, no. you got to be kidding me. You scalp hey, tickets to the Super so Bowl? Much better to watch it from home. Yeah, it, oh, it was such a great time, but I did lose my voice halfway through. I mean, just, but it was such a great game. I mean, Harbaugh definitely distinguished himself and played, and I mean, the passion and the glory from that team looked just really good, giving it to Ohio State. Yeah, I have to tell you, Ed, and we're going to talk about Texas Roadhouse in a minute, but Jeff, bear with me here. I'm not the biggest Michigan fan or Michigan hater either way, you know, but man, if you didn't get moved by that crowd and by the crowd after the game, if that didn't move you and get you excited about being a college football fan, then then you better check your pulse because something's wrong. Uh, that was it was a remarkable showing of support and energy and love. It was it was incredible, Ed. Oh, absolutely. The 111,000 of my closest friends were helping the play calling for sure, <laughs> creating that awesome energy. I think they, they even helped with a couple of those. Uh, I mean, Ohio State had a lot of penalties, and I, I think it was just that loud crowd. And you may even saw that, that Michigan at times was telling them to quiet down because they couldn't even hear themselves when they were play calling. So, But, yeah, I don't think anyone sat down that whole game, but uh, they came in to win, and, and they won. So let me ask you, there's a Texas Roadhouse not too far, if I'm mistaken, from Ann Arbor. I'm, my sense is you guys set a record with how many meals you served that day. <laughs> yes, uh, it's actually yeah, right down the street from the stadium. And uh, when that one opened, I'm a little bit bummed. But, you know, we, we have this thing we call Alley Rally. We get our staff pumped up at the beginning of the day. And uh, the very first one that they had the legendary Jim Harbaugh came and helped out with that, which I wow. thought was really, really, really cool. Yep. So, um, so he's a big part of Texas Roadhouse, and uh, hey, so I'm happy about that. But uh, yeah, if you're ever uh, you know by the stadium, you know absolutely check out Texas Roadhouse. Well, we're heading into December. Today's December one. We're getting ready for the holidays. Uh, how can people take advantage of Texas Roadhouse in terms of you got? I know you've got great, great ideas for giving gifts as a Texas Roadhouse gift. And not to mention preparing for your text, your your Christmas dinner, and what you can do with Texas Roadhouse. I want to get an early start on this so we can get it in people's minds, Ed. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. The biggest thing right now is that we have some awesome gift card specials that are going on, and uh, so I would definitely check out with your local Texas Roadhouse. It makes such an awesome gift. You can, uh, you know, we some of the specials are a hundred dollars. You get twenty dollars for yourself. So. I know Luby will sign up for that. Uh, we'll give you the 20. <laughs> That's but, the media uh, special. No, that is one of the, that is the media special. But uh, <laughs> on top of the gift cards, you know, again, we have those family packs and, you know, families coming over and you may just need a break from cooking. We have with our mobile app, you can get the to go, um, you know, the different large platters as well. And it just makes things really, really easy. And then with Christmas, you know, don't forget we do that bread. Uh, you know, reach out to Texas Roadhouse and having that bread with the honey cinnamon butter just makes an absolutely awesome meal at home if you don't want to go inside. But just a reminder as well, that mobile app, 
you know, you can do that waiting at home versus going to the restaurant because uh, we've had some pretty big waits these last few weeks as everybody's kind of coming back, coming together. All right, Ed, listen, we uh, we congratulate you and the University of Michigan. Yes, Ranked sir. number two in the country. We'll see what happens on championships, uh, championship weekend. But get, you still got you still got to get through Iowa, man. Yeah, that's what you have to do. Yeah, so, uh, that's we right. Wish, we, <laughs> we wish you luck and uh, and default. So the question is, did you get those sweet potatoes for uh, for your Thanksgiving dinner? You know, it's funny. I, I didn't fool anybody. That was the problem because <laughs> both my grandkids, Christian and Liam, and uh, my son Jesse and his lovely wife Kelly, always go to Texas Roadhouse. They <laughs> love the place. The kids are very, very discriminating eaters, and they love Texas Roadhouse. And my three-year-old grandson goes. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Grandpa Defoe. Texas Roadhouse sweet potatoes. I love these. <laughs> That's the best. And I was out in the open air. It was a shame I had to leave the dinner in disgrace. Uh, it, it was amazing. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.